Hello, welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. Welcome. Uh, I'm here with our co-host, Chris CFX. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're recording on my new phone because my old phone blew. Uh, so we appreciate you joining us. One of the things that uh, I think uh, I'm going to start looking into in the next couple of weeks is figuring out how I can record um, on my laptop and then start looking at different microphones and um, start doing a little bit better audio. My goal all along was kind of like to see what kind of interest there was out there, see if I actually put out something that people would listen to before putting out money. Um, and so since there's like uh, almost a dozen of y'all that are tolerating my bullshit, uh, I think that, I, that I'm going to um, try to make some better audio. Yeah, <laughs> so why not? I'm gonna start looking into some different microphones and we'll see what we can do. So I appreciate you all listening. Uh, it's pretty cool. I was just showing Chris some of the analytics that Anchor does. And it's pretty awesome to see that there's been some people listening in Russia and Germany and Indonesia. Um, shout out to you guys. Oh, in Canada. Canada. So uh, shout out to you guys. It's kind of cool to think that somebody across the whole entire world yep. is actually listening to what we're saying. The other side of the sphere. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> awesome. So thank you guys. We appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I mentioned that uh, a couple weeks ago. Chris and I were not able to get together last week, so I just... Uh, talked about our New Orleans trip, which I enjoyed, and I enjoyed talking about it, so it was pretty cool. Um, but we have to throw in three minutes of GameStop. GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> you see what it closed at today? 285 after trip. After, after hours, After yeah. hours, I'm very excited. It's funny, because like, it's been going sideways for so long. Mm -hmm. it, this is like suspicious to me. Every time I look at it, and it's going up still, I just kind of go, what's happening? <laughs> Something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows what's going on tomorrow. Well, okay, so not exactly tomorrow. The mm -hmm. shareholder meeting is tomorrow for sure, but it's only 15 minutes. Um, the guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he actually uh, responded to someone's email saying that they will give out that information up to four days after meeting right because it's going to take a long time to do all the counting and right. do all this stuff so and people can still vote in person you know but i don't think they're having it in person but i mean it, they there's still time for votes to come in like there's still votes in the mail and shit like that right so, yeah it's probably not going to be tomorrow uh, but everybody knows it's it's coming yeah and so it's exciting as all hell yeah it, the, the people that know are getting more shares yeah what's nuts is like 
you can't, you can only vote on the shares that you own before, or I'm sorry, on April 13th or earlier. And I know that I personally have doubled down since then. So I was only able to vote on half of my shares. And most people online are like, I've tripled, quadrupled down. There's one guy that he only had one share at the time. Mm -hmm. And now he has hundreds. Yeah. So it's like, whatever the vote reveals is absolutely nothing. Because there's been two months of people frenzied buying since then. I know. And and I couldn't vote because I didn't buy until May. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so... It'll be interesting. It, it may not end up being what everybody thinks it's going to be. It may not tip the scale. That's the part not. that sucks. I know. I'm a little skeptical, but I'm pretty confident that we at least have more than 70 million being voted on. So think so? I think so. Because, I mean, Keith Gill, he's got 200,000 on his own. And there's a lot of Forex people online talking about it mm-hmm. which could be all the way up to 9999 per person and there's 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 quite a bit i mean there's 300,000 people on the one forum that i that i closely watch oh okay so 300,000 people there and you know they have multiple thousands hundreds so i i remember reading people were saying that um that they were being charged to do their vote. That's the other thing. But that's people, some bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. <clears throat> it's not supposed to be that way. No. That's against their rights. So a lot of people have, you know, come together and started reporting it to different agencies. And then the ones that they couldn't get it done in time, people in the forum w- were actually giving them the money to vote oh. for the people that couldn't afford it. Wow. Because there were some people that were saying, I just can't come up with the money to, to cast the vote. So people would just send it out wherever it needed to go. So are they charging them per vote? Or is it just like, hey, I know you want to vote on your 1,000 shares. Yeah, it'll cost you 100 bucks. Yeah, it's a standard, no matter how many shares you're voting on, it's a standard fee. Like, processing fee kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's still bullshit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it voter suppression. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, goddammit. <laughs> voter suppression. Oh, shit. So anyways, yeah, I was pretty excited to see... That I think people are jumping on board. A um, couple of things. I need to retire by August, dude. I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm <Fuck>. Just kidding. <laughs> I would like to. It'd be awesome. That'd I'm be dreaming so about nice. it. I'm pretty sure it'll happen by the end of the year. What's <laughs> interesting? A couple of interesting things have happened in the last two weeks. Keith Gill, uh, he came back on Twitter, which is huge, because he was out ever since he got pulled in front of Congress for fucking market manipulation right stupid so in the like the month and a half after that he kind of went dark i think it was because his lawyers were telling him not to say anything kind of thing and eventually um he it was about a week after gamestop kind of celebrated on their twitter which was the very first day they were able to see the voting results uh it was like two weeks ago or something like that and they kind of had a weird little mini mini celebration Hmm. they posted a tweet of an astronaut on the moon right they said, what did we miss, you know? And that was on the day that they were able to finally see anything at all. It's been two weeks since then of votes coming in. So if they're kind of celebrating, I think it's going to be big news. Hmm. But then about a week later is when DAB came back. So I think them kind of getting that information and then Ryan Cohen being so close to the SEC, I think that the information was kind of released to Keith's lawyers. And they're saying, basically, at this point, post whatever the fuck you want. We have all the evidence that they're in the wrong. So it's kind of the general sentiment. Hmm. Interesting. About two weeks ago, a dude shoved a banana up his ass. So that was pretty interesting. 
<laughs> I didn't hear about that. Yeah. That's a real ape right there. Uh huh. He's like, I swear to God, this is back when it was still going sideways at 180 for all this time. He's like, if it closes over 200 days, I swear to God, I'll put a banana in my ass. And then the next comment was like, and I'll eat that banana from someone else. So when the guy actually did it and posted proof, everyone was like, who is that asshole that said he was going to eat it? Ah. <laughs> Where's he gone dark? He's, he's silent. Oh, what the hell? shit. Is he followed through? It still kills me <laughs> that the government, that Congress wanted to talk to Keith Gill versus, yeah. versus Citadel. Yeah. I was like, come on. That's bullshit. <laughs> One guy is manipulating the market. Yeah. yeah. But in recent, like the last couple of days, mainstream media has kind of switched the narrative. It was kind of suspicious. I haven't seen anything. Everything I've been reading, don't buy GameStop. GameStop's a terrible stock. You're going to lose all your money. Yeah, I mean, I most mean, of it. But story after story after story. Recently, in the last like two or so days, there's been a lot of like interviews with influential people on like CNBC and Fox and stuff. Like, um, was it today? It was either today or yesterday. I can't remember. Uh, Wes Christian, that, that lawyer I was telling you about, yeah, he was brought on to Fox Business News and kind of interviewed by Charles Payne, who's always been on the retail side. He was fucking pissed in January when they shut down trading. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And people started trying to counter-argue him, and he would just shut their shit down. <laughs> so he kind of caught wind and had Wes on there, so that was really good. Um, that one. The, is that on online like i could go and look be. at it yeah you should be able to type in i didn't see that should be able to type in charles Payne, west christian okay fox business or whatever and then uh melissa lee that asian chick that confirmed she's like naked shorts oh, yeah. yeah you know that was kind of that's not really like positive in our eyes kind of thing it's just like a reveal that they actually yeah, know what's going on somebody's heard of that before they're just yeah. avoiding talking about it and she uh -huh. slipped yep she slipped and everyone's <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was pretty funny. Then uh, the guy that, I can't remember his name either, some, some Petterfee, he's the CEO of um, International Brokers, which is a pretty big kind of clearinghouse, I guess. And he was on the news, I think on CNBC, either today or yesterday. And he was kind of talking about the situation. He was advising that people don't short GameStop. And he specifically said, don't short this unless you have massive liquid... Uh, what was his words? Basically saying, don't short this unless you have a shitload of money so you can cover any of this because shorts... Well, all you're going to do is lose money. Right. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, don't short this stuff unless you have a ton of money because these things can literally go to unimaginable heights. Oh, really? That's literally what he said. <laughs> yeah. So it's getting, it's getting We interesting. can imagine the height. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the average person. No way. Because <laughs> most people don't understand short squeezes. You know, they're like, why would GameStop be worth $10 million a share? It's like, no, it's not permanent. You know, it's, right. just, it's just for the time being. That's funny. All right. Well, we were going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I did some... Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research. The cool part was that the... The History Channel episodes are uh -huh. free online. Oh, they are? Yeah. So I just put oh. in Skinwalker Ranch, which, I don't know, a few months ago, when I first, with your other, the CFX podcast, I heard you talking about it. Yeah. And I went online and I couldn't find much. Yeah, so it I was wasn't like, much eh. before this. But I went online, I don't know, three, four days ago, 
I found all kinds of stuff. There's actually skinwalkerranch.com or .org oh, or really? whatever. I forget what it was. But basically it had links to the History Channel episodes. Were you so able to you, see season two? You're, I was able to see three episodes. No way. Yeah. I just found out like two days ago. Season two was out. Yeah. Episode find four it. is next week or in two weeks. And I wasn't. I was only able to get a preview of that. But So I was able to watch... The whole entire first eight episodes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there you can't skip over the commercials, and so yeah. you're you're kind of bought into you know watching the whole entire episode for an hour. Yeah. That's um, true. And eight episodes is eight hours, so I was I was kind of skipping along a little bit when there was just just regular conversation. So I yeah. probably missed some stuff. But you couldn't jump over a commercial and automatically cut, do the commercial yeah. and then put you in. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get all of it, but it was, there was some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that, and I'll, and I'll let you tell the, the background. The thing that's interesting to me is that they talk about the skinwalkers being, you know, a curse from the Indians. Yeah. But Absolutely. there's everything that they're experiencing is more of an alien type of yep. encounter. Yeah. So I'm not sure how to put those two things together. Yeah, in recent days, it's been more alien type stuff. Like before, like you were saying, it's hard to find stuff before this History Channel thing. Mm. Uh, that makes a. Because before that, it was mostly like you'd get um, like YouTube videos of people that would kind of recount uh, oh. stories of people's experiences on the ranch. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't any like, you know, any sort of information like what's there now. It was just people retelling stories that people explained or claimed that they witnessed while hmm. on the ranch. And that, back then, it was more paranormal as opposed to now. Right. So... Skinwalkers are part of um, Native American, like folklore or whatever curses or mythology. Mm-hmm. It's at the point now where, you, like, it's a it's kind of a taboo thing to even mention the word skinwalker on any sort of reservation. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of times if you even say that word, they'll be like, shh, shh, no, because supposedly even mentioning them brings their presence. Wow. So the the skinwalker, so way back, two hundred years ago, whatever. The Utians and the Navajo were kind of working together. And then eventually, like, the Utians became slaves to the Navajo Indians. Then when the the military came in and was trying to push the Indians into the reservations, the the Utians, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, they're in Utah, they sided with the uh, military to help push the Navajo out, and the Navajo got angry, and so then they cursed the land, yep. which ends up being like 500 and something acres. The ranch itself is 512. 512 uh, acres of land, and so they cursed this. And so then there's been sightings ever since then. Yep, for a long time. Um, and it's... It's all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, even now at the History Channel, from what I've seen of season two, it's correlating back to potential potential portals being mm-hmm. opened on the property. And that 
<clears throat> they they found like a rock painting from the from the Native Americans back in the day, and it kind of had something to do with. Um, they they kind of showed a mesa that a, a prominent mesa, a famous one that's on the property, and then it showed some constellations above that. One of them being, uh, I believe, is the Draco constellation, which is like a serpent or a dragon. And in Native American folklore, those are the protectors of portals, mm. which is kind of interesting. Because also, a lot of the past people, like the, the Shermans, they were one of the first ones to kind of move into that property. And they had claims of portals popping up, and they could actually see these creatures coming out of these portals and taking off across their property into the woods. And they said it was a pretty common thing. And even on the one episode I was able to see of season two, they brought in a guy, I can't remember his name, but he kind of would go around and document things on the property, and he was chased off the top of the mesa by a portal. Hmm. Just this ball of light, and it was just getting bigger and bigger. And he realized it was coming straight towards him, and that the only way he could really describe it was a portal coming straight at him. So he took the fuck off, you know. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that um, one of the things that they said is that the the doors on these homesteads. So there's three homesteads on the property. Yep. Um, and they said that the doors, you're able to padlock them on the inside and the outside. Yeah. So they're like locking things in or, or out, out, depending yeah. on what's going on yeah. at the time. There was, a, there was a guy that actually knew the Shermans, and they brought him on the show, and he was kind of telling some stories. And that's one of the big things, is that the guy would have like eight different locks on every door, even the cabinets inside, everything had locks on it. The windows had extra locks. The guy was saying that the screens were duct taped into the windows. Everything was locked down because things would just go missing and end up in weird ass places. But he was out there using a, uh, uh, an auger to dig holes for fence posts to keep the cattle in. He set it down and he kind of turned around, was looking and he turned back, it was just gone. And three days later, he found it in the fucking tree, like 50 feet up. <laughs> so he, like that was the first thing. And eventually he started thinking that the government was trying to scare him off his land. So then at night, he would sneak out into the field with his gun, and that's when he started seeing the portals opening up around him and these creatures taking off into the woods. And he just started seeing all sorts of crazy shit. So mm. he just decked everything out. Apparently, they got so terrified, the family would sleep together on the floor in one room because these creatures would come up at night and look through their windows. They'd come out of the portals, they would see the blue light kind of go off in the distance, and then there's just dark figures just staring through their windows trying to watch them and shit. And cattle mutilations, cattle go missing. I saw that, yeah, the cattle mutilations. And they were talking about one story. Because what these um, skinwalkers can do is shapeshift. Mm -hmm. um, and they can turn into uh, not every, not anything, but they a primarily talked about uh, wolves. Yeah. Um, sort of like or coyotes, coyotes yeah. dogs, whatever. Um, and they, were, they shared one story where the... The big wolf was reaching through a gate trying to get a, a cow, and he came out there with a three fifty seven. No, they were already and out put there. like six bullets into him, and it didn't phase him at yeah. all. Yeah, it was a 12-gauge, a thirty out 6 and a three fifty seven, and they were already out there. They were working on that fence slash unloading cattle, and this wolf just walked right up to them in the middle of broad daylight. Mm. Walked right up to them, and they said... It, yeah, they did say it was, like, right next to them. Yeah, broad daylight. This is the biggest wolf you've ever seen. Just walked straight up, and he actually reached out to, like, pet it instinctually because he thought it was, like, 
it was just weird. Like it was tame, and then he thought it, he did kind of pulled his arm back, and that's when the wolf saw a calf, and just charged and tried to and bit its head. It was trying to pull it through the gate. So that's when they just started opening fire on mm-hmm. this thing. Not a single bullet affected from that range. And then eventually it just gave up and started taking off towards the woods. And then at some point they were able to blow a chunk off of it with the rifle. Uh, so then they started trying to track it. There was no tracks. Well, there were tracks at first. but then, a certain point. Then it got to a certain like clearing and they just disappeared. Right. And then when they went back and they found that chunk they shot off, it was already rotten. Like it had been sitting there for weeks. Mm. Weird, and they said that the the wolf had a crazy odor to it. It just stank to high heaven. Really? Yeah, like it was already dead. <clears throat> so then, that night, I think he let the dogs out to go try to find it, and the next morning they find three ash piles. And the dogs never came home. Three dogs, three piles of ash in the middle of the woods. Oh, I didn't hear that story. Yeah. So crazy <clears throat> stuff. I mean, there was another guy. Uh, well. Robert Bigelow, he was a billionaire. He ended up buying it once the Shermans bounced out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was the Shermans, but there was another family right around the same time. Their kid got abducted, and they never found him again. Mm. Yeah, he just, like a nine-year-old, just disappeared one day. They were being, like, investigated, and they were just, you know, it wasn't them. Kid just vanished. Wow. But uh, once Bob Bigelow bought it, he was a billionaire, he uh, started the National Institute of Discovery Science, because he'd heard about all of these paranormal activities. So he brought in PhD, just like what's going on with the History Channel, but kind of in the dark, brought all these people in, and they have some crazy fucking reports. Like, one of them was a portal opening up because they were on top of the Mesa. They had, like, hunting tower kind of setups. Right. And they were just doing observations, and they started seeing the portals open up around the property. And they, this is all documented. It's written down, like actual reports. And one of them opened up at the base of the Mesa, and the creature came out and started sprinting up the hill straight towards them. Hmm. So they just hunkered down and hoped for the best, and it just sprinted right past their fucking shelter and took off down the other side. Wow. They could hear the shale and shit just flying underneath its fucking legs. Who bought it after Bigelow? Uh, that's the Brandon uh, whatever guy. Oh, that, so he's the one who owns it now. Yeah, he's the one who owns it now. And he bought it because Bigelow, he was contacted by the Pentagon, and they, they had a black book-funded actual pentagon investigation under his ownership hmm which is for bigelow yeah under bigelow's yeah. ownership and that's what made brandon want to buy it they're saying a ton of stuff that they researched and that they found uh they won't share it's all top secret classified yep um yep but i guess they had like a caretaker because this brandon guy was talking when he bought the property um he was kind of like hey can you share some of your stories or whatever and there's like nope yeah no one wants to talk <laughs> about like, it it's uh, fucking crazy no. sounding <laughs> it really is like it's not sounding but it's all P- i guess it's all uh, real. nobody will go on record as to like this happened some people will share um and they'll tell their stories other people will not tell their stories whatsoever mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay. I'll get one in a minute. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I guess the people that are willing to share do not want their name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's seriously like mentality and life-changing experiences. You know, you can never think about shit the same after you see something. Oh, like yeah. That. And that's what a lot of people say. Yeah. It's, just, it's like the... Oh, never sleep in the dark again. They were talking about the, the film crews um, coming out. And because I was listening to a podcast... That's like done after season one, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, and 
That's also a link on, on this website. I'm going to check go it out. To this podcast. Um, and you can watch the video or just hear the audio. And um, so they went to Hollywood and brought in these people. And, and they're like, whatever. You know, we just, we just, we're going to film this shit. We don't give, whatever. We don't yeah. believe this crap, whatever, you know. Surprise. And then they said after, you know, I don't know how to get eight episodes. I don't know how many days or hours or weeks of filming they did. But, but there are several of them that don't want to go back. Oh, really? Um, and, they, uh, and they're like... This is from the History Channel crew? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're just like, it is life-changing. They said there is so much stuff that now they believe. And they're like, there were a couple of them. They're like, nope, I'm not going back. Wow. Yeah, so they'd get like some I want to go so bad. Crew. <laughs> I really do want to go. It's not open to the public. I know. But I'll... they also said you could go there for weeks on end and not encounter anything. Yeah, the guy Dragon, the head of security or whatever, mm-hmm. he says that he's like the anti-phenomenon. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what it is. Apparently at some point it hasn't been released yet. They had somebody on there that was kind of feeling the vibes or whatever, you know. I don't know what the terminology is, but they were like, Dragon's vibes is very similar to the ranch itself. So whether he's accepted the ranch or the ranch has accepted him, things don't happen when he's around. Mm. And it's a common joke saying, oh, if you guys want something to happen, send me to go get fucking water or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Send me to go get cigarettes at the store or shit will happen while I'm gone. So it's like... Well, and he's very... He's... In the first season, I mean, even the first episode, he's like, there is no digging allowed. And I mean... Yep. You know, they're like, shit happens when you dig. Yeah. So he's he's like protecting the land. Yeah, he's very much a protector when you think about it. So, so it makes sense that things don't really happen around him. Yeah. kind of just on the same level. Right. Know? And I think he's very, I mean, he, eventually he's open to things, but I think he really has to be convinced yeah. to do anything. You know, it, yeah. it took them, what, like five episodes before he finally was like, okay, we'll do a little bit of digging. Yeah, and, we'll do a probe. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of crazy. It's a good thing because I was I was watching an interview with um, Dr. Travis Taylor. He's the, the redheaded guy. Mm-hmm. And at some point in season two, they had a guy, I can't remember his name, something Williams. He was using a bulldozer and he was trying to make a road so that they had easier access to get to something. And he was bulldozing and just making this road. I think that's the preview. I wasn't able to bring up the preview, but it said the title was... Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember. It was something like the property strikes back. And he was that pictured a guy on a bulldozer. Yeah, he almost died. Really? Yeah, because he was doing it for like six hours. And then something in his head just said, okay, this is it. Go home. So he just like stopped what he was doing and just went back home. And he basically went into a coma. They took him to the hospital. They don't know exactly what happened to him. They don't have any definitive answer. But the, basically, they can the closest they can come to is he had direct gamma radiation directly on his brain only. Wow. So nowhere else in his body, but his brain is showing signs of radiation poisoning. And he's almost died. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. I know that one kid... Uh, can't remember his name but he said he was digging they just talked about it they didn't show it but he was digging and then he had that swelling on his mm-hmm. scalp or whatever head, yeah and, um and travis taylor had the radiation burns yeah they opened up a pit yeah 
And then they went back the next day. There's no radiation. Yeah, there's nothing. It's so, so crazy. This this is weird. It's uh, it's interesting. I did see the episode where they shot the rocket. Uh, yeah. And as soon as they hit that apex point that they were trying to hit, because yep. they think it's basically like a giant natural satellite dish, then the alien or UFO thing showed up and took off. Yeah. They probably sent the rocket directly into that pinpoint like a fucking what, what, like digital TV dish mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the aliens like realized it. And they're like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> what are they doing down there? <laughs> it was interesting that they showed, it was what, a thousand feet above the ground or something like that? How much... Gamma radiation was up there. Yeah, they said all normally, sorts of radiation too. Microwaves, and yeah, like everything. They said normally it's reverse. All that stuff is more towards the Earth, and it gets less and less the further out you get. Yeah, it's um, like a focal point. But yeah, it was more concentrated. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was crazy when that that cow died. When they went over there, and then all of their scanners started going crazy when they got around the thing. They're like humankind doesn't have the ability to do this mm-hmm. and then you know a year later nothing ate that cow anything at all nothing came up and ate it which is very strange because they had like agricultural experts come out and take a look at the carcass and take samples and they're like there are certain things that are cause predators to not eat carcasses and it's due to like heavy metals like arsenic mercury lead and all of them came back negative there's hmm. not a single trace of any of that, so we have no clue at all why it wasn't touched. Wow. Yep. And that was the same cow that when it died, there was a UFO directly above it in the sky on camera. I, I missed that. I saw... I did not see that part. I, I think I must have skipped over it. I remember that being like part of a preview um, with them just kind of flipping the cow over and measuring it, but I never... Uh, I didn't see yeah. that part of the episode. That was pretty crazy. So they went back and they, they they checked all the cameras to see if they could see what happened to this cow. And they could see the cow was laying down. It kind of separated itself over off to the side. And it was laying down. And then all of a sudden it tried to get up and it was pretty much unsuccessful. And it just fell back down and that was it. Hmm. So they're like, oh, that's weird. Then they actually like slowed down the footage frame by frame. And sure as shit, right when the cow falls back down, there's a, there's a black UFO right above the tree line directly above the cow in the same frame wow and then one frame later it was like way over here so they did the math and it's moving at a thousand feet per second and it's just gone the cow dies and it's all fucking radio not even radioactive it's just all sorts of active yeah crazy Mm. crazy crazy i wonder if, if at some point they'll um if they ever get kind of a handle on it a little bit if they'll open it up to the public to... I mean, if people are having radiation issues yeah, and like almost dying, too dangerous. no way. Yeah, they would never... I'd like to figure out how I can make myself useful to that team. You know? <laughs> Be like a, a paranormal medic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. Paranormal medic. <laughs> and, uh, so, kind of moving back into the olden days... Um, on season two, they had a guy. I caught a very small clip of one of the episodes of season two, and the guy actually knew the Shermans. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just became really good friends with them. Uh, so one day, they show, he shows up to the ranch, and then him and Mr. Sherman go on a horse ride because that's what they like to do, you know? And uh, when they came back, the three prized steers were just missing. 
and they were like, what the fuck? So he started freaking out because all these things are happening around the ranch and they're, they're barely staying afloat because of all these cattle mutilations and all this shit happening. He's like, man, if anything happens to my prized steers, I'm fucked, I'm going under. And they come back, the three of them are missing. So they checked everywhere. They, they couldn't follow any tracks to find anything. They, you know, they, they checked outside the pen, they checked the pen for damage, they checked all over everywhere, couldn't find them. And then in the corner of the property, or not really the corner, but off to the side, they had this super old like storage trailer kind of thing. And it hadn't been used in a long time. And it had this like wire lock kind of thing around the handles and it wasn't cut, nothing. So they just randomly were kind of like, uh, let's check it. I mean, why not? So they kind of like, the guy telling, they were counting the story, he kind of gets up and there's this little shitty grate window thing at the top. He looks, and there's the fucking cows. They're inside of this trailer, all three of them. Mm. So he's like, you're not gonna believe this, but your steers are in here. So he's like, what the fuck? So they get it open, and the three steers are stacked on their side. What? They're alive? or They were alive. He thought they were dead, but no, they're just laying on their side, stacked on top of each other inside of this trailer. Uh. And he's like, oh, Mr. Sherman's like, well, they're dead. And the guy telling the story is like, no, there's still snot coming out of their nose. Go get some water. Pour it on the back of their head. And as soon as he did that, just fucking mayhem as they all started waking up and freaking out. And then they came flying out of the trailer. <laughs> Like, how weird is that? <laughs> this guy saw it with his own eyes and was telling the story on the History Channel. Wow. Yeah. Just like... Shit. <laughs> Let's take a eight-second break. All right, that's probably long enough. <laughs> all I need the is... The fastest eight seconds of my life. <laughs> all, all I need is just a little tiny gap in order to know where to put the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> So I remember, that's that is crazy. Are there any other stories like that? That was weird. I do uh, know I did see in the episode that they went down into this hole, uh, and the the investigator guy, what's his name, Taylor, Tyler, uh, Travis Taylor, Travis. Um, he got all nauseated and uh, their their. Phone batteries just drained completely. Yeah, they couldn't um, get the drone functioning. I don't know if you saw that. They had like a $50,000 drone and they couldn't get it to function. So I, I saw the preview. I didn't, I didn't see that part. That part. Yep. <clears throat> um, so that's what happened. It just malfunctioned. Yeah, so that was when they were doing that ground scanner thing. They were dragging behind oh, the yeah, TV. Yeah. Um, they finally got to the second homestead, I think, where the radiation pit thing happened. And they were trying to fly this like super advanced $50,000 drone. They couldn't even get it to connect to the receivers. Couldn't do anything. And then by the time that they like thought they might have got it, it was dead. So they never even got to fly it. Wow. To, to get any of that. I forget what sort of information they were going to collect with that thing. They couldn't get any of it. Hmm. And they had like the, the Mesa. It's reflective. It's almost like moon dust, which also kind of adds to the whole reflective satellite basin kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They're saying that that mesa has uh, soil uh, mixtures very similar to the surface of the moon. I know they were talking about he he on the first ep couple episodes, first episode, he was walking around and he's like, oh, I wonder what this is, and he he goes, it's very because they were walking up the hill towards mm -hmm. the top of the mesa. And he was just like, man, there's, these are like different, it's like the rocks or something. They were white or yeah. different, like they were very reflective material. Right. And he was wondering, because yeah. they, they were talking about how one night 
the whole thing just became illuminated. Yeah. And so he was trying to figure out why that would happen. And yeah. that's when he's like, oh, well, these are pretty reflective. Yeah, they're like shiny, almost... Uh, what's that stuff? Like iron pyrite kind mm-hmm. of comp- com- com- composite or whatever you want to call that. Right. Mixture of it, yeah. So there's some sort of... Some sort of something going on, at least with that Mesa. Yeah. You know, let alone the whole basin, which is like a thousand miles wide or something like that. And I guess they were doing research and they've been able to identify at least five other places on the planet that's pretty similar. Oh, okay. There haven't been any like crazy paranormal reports coming out of those places that they've discovered yet, but just based on the geographic layout of how it is formed or whatever, it's, they have found some similar places. It makes you wonder why... If it's so large, why property around that hasn't had the same oh, they have. thing? They have a lot of reports around that same, around Skinwalker Ranch from the from the neighbors. Like they'll see things in the sky. They'll like it's not anywhere near as intense as Skinwalker Ranch, but um, up north, northwest of the property, there's this like water reservoir. And they call it. Um, something hollow I can't remember but there's been reports of those people that live there seeing UFOs being chased by what look like government aircrafts and then those UFOs will just dive straight into the water and disappear what? yeah those gone like there's an underwater base under there wow yeah so it's like the people around Skinwalker Ranch do have stories of weird things happening but it's not like portals and skinwalkers and shit like on skinwalker ranch all right it is interesting to think that the navajo the navajo witch doctor what are they called spiritual Mm. leader or whatever yeah that he only cursed 512 acres yeah (laughs) he's like 512 acres are cursed this one specifically fuck this one (laughs) yeah so i think it was uh, it was the the land itself that the navajo were pushed out of that they cursed so whatever they deemed was their territory yeah which is probably the whole basin i forget what they call it like the the you you uton or Utilian Basin. I yeah, it's, it's like U I T A N. Utan. U I T A N. I forget. Something like that. Yeah. They pronounce it multiple times. I just can't remember. I know. Yeah, it's a whole basin. <laughs> so they probably called that whole basin. It'd be like it'd be like going down to San Bernardino and just looking at all the mountains around you and calling this your area. Right. You know what I mean? So you'd curse everything within the mountains, which is more than likely would happen. Something I thought was interesting was they talked about the atomic bomb that they had done in the Nevada desert yeah. back in the 50s. And they're like, oh, all this radi- radioactive dust. But this place, Skinwalker Ranch, is in the n- northeastern corner. So then they show... Then Utah, they show not even Nevada. Right. So then they show the dust of how the dust would have to have traveled. And it's like going across like nine-tenths of Utah. I'm like, how come... The rest of Utah is not having yeah. uh, any kind of issues. <laughs> yeah, they kind of um, came to an agreement that that's probably not what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. From from the, the interviews that I've seen outside of the show, they've kind of concluded that that's not anything to do with the problem. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's not a bad argument. And then they showed on the map how it would, the wind would have yeah. had to have carried it. And I'm like, 
You just fucking wiped out all of Utah. (laughs) Why is it only affecting this part? Uh Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Yeah, they scrapped that. (laughs) I was like, whoa, okay. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to wait a couple weeks so I can watch two two more episodes. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I didn't know I could find those episodes for free. I'm an idiot and actually fucking just went on YouTube. And I saw season two full episode, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, pay for all of it. Because that's what I did with season one oh, way okay. back when. I paid 17 bucks, and turns out it was only one episode. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm like, well, fuck. Well, maybe you paid for the whole <laughs> season, but you just haven't seen it yet. Um, The playlist was only one. So if they're going to update it as the episodes come out, I don't know. I'll see. Oh, but okay. it started at episode two. There's supposed to be, I thought I saw four coming next week. Yeah. It's like June 24th, maybe, or 14th. I so can't remember. It should have had episode three on there already, yeah. but it didn't. And it also didn't have episode one. So I was like, oh, well, there's a fucking lesson in looking at what I'm doing. <laughs> you got raped. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I'll show you. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up on, on the phone. Please. It is uh, interesting. And, and there was... Probably three or four other websites, uh, and I thought, oh, this is like a tre- treasure trove. Suddenly, yeah, you know, like there wasn't six months ago, and now all of a sudden there's all this info. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just because season two has started. Probably. So now maybe people are posting and. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of been like a huge following since. I mean, there's always been a huge following of Skinwalker Ranch, you know, but. Again, it was mostly retelling of old stories. And for like, from like the 90s till like 2015, there was almost no activity at all on the ranch. So it just kind of died off and it was old, just people telling old stories and shit. Mm. So now that there's actually like a film crew and basically a similar effort to Bob Bigelow's NIDS reports on live TV, people are just like, you know, they're all freaking out, posting shit, getting excited, making all these huge informational caches, so to speak. Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> I I am curious because I think that when the government comes in there to do something, they're probably not all that dragon dude. The security dude probably wasn't there. He's he's probably no, he wasn't. He's Brandon's uh, hiring. Yeah. Well, not even hiring. They were actually there's a picture on Reddit. There's a there's a Skinwalker Ranch subreddit. They've known each other since they were like. Teenagers. Oh, that's right. They grew up as Mormons, and then Brandon right. Brandon figured out how to make a shitload of money, and dragons just always worked for him. Right. So, my thought was that the government comes in, and they're going to do whatever. They're going to tear up the ground. They're going to right. do whatever they have to do to investigate this thing. They probably stirred up all sorts of shit. And if it's true, they probably witnessed all kinds of stuff. Yep. I wish Which, I remember more of their reports. But. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know how you found that because, well, I mean, I only looked at the one website. So looking at more websites, there might have been stuff kind of leaked out or whatever. But this, Brandon, the the owner, he implied that there's nothing out there. Like you can't find any of the government reports no. or anything. So, no. It's all these guys now telling their stories since they've been on the ranch. Yeah. I'm not really sure. It was on a YouTube video. It was on a, like a handful of YouTube videos. 
because I, I kind of have a tendency to go down these crazy rabbit holes. Like, at one point, I was all obsessed with Area 51 stories mm-hmm. of people that claimed they used to work there. Like, it started with Bob Lazar, and then, right. you know, he would say a name, and I'd Google it, and it turns out that person actually had their own, like, uh, explanation of what mm-hmm. they were working on. And then I'd end up way down this rabbit hole where I couldn't go back and find those videos if I tried. <laughs> and that's kind of what happened with Skinwalker Ranch. I ended up so far into the into the Skinwalker Ranch rabbit hole that I was now come like finding videos with information that I, I couldn't go back and find if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's true because on the side you get fifty choices. Right. And you don't even know what trail you took to yeah, get there. And it's, or... it's all kind of based on like thumbnail memory you know what oh what did that one look like or whatever well and then the thing that sucks is then the next you like okay what was my original search and you put that in and now there's all different yeah stuff it's a on different the set now. of like, 50 yeah now you're all just fucked so you have no choice but to follow the exact path or at least try to and even yep. then it's hard because you gotta like go to 45 now to find the next video versus yep. when it was in the top five and shit like that so yeah it's it's kind of hard but that's how it happened. I ended up just watching hours and hours and hours over like a week, you know? And it's crazy because every time I do that, a lot of videos say the same shit. Yeah. They all have something that links them that, that says that the last video I watched was correct in these aspects, you know? So you kind of build this big picture based on multiple people's explanations and right. shit. And it's really interesting. You know? mm. And I, I, I do wonder sometimes like, if you become predisposed, so, you know, like the one guy was like, oh, we were out there and I, and, uh, and I saw like these eyes, he felt it was a skinwalker that was out there just kind of behind the boulders looking. Now I haven't seen anything come from that story, but yet at the same time, I wonder if, as you hear a story and then you hear another story and then another story now all of a sudden you see something right yeah you know? I mean, because now you're kind of ex- expected to see something right that's that's kind of the group think it's kind of the drawback of nowadays research on the on the property um but like back when things weren't as reported like in the 50s and 60s when this was first happening it wasn't it really wasn't much to run off of you right. know what I mean so just yeah. be like a random new family like one family would move in see all this fucked up shit and want to move and not say anything to the person that's going to buy it right so then they move on to the property they see all the same shit they don't want to say anything to the next buyer because they just want to get their money back and get the fuck out and that's you know and then nowadays it's built up a, a lore because once you move off the property you kind of if you're daring you'll kind of bring up certain things you talk know talk about stuff yeah, yeah. But eyes in the forest, that's definitely something that was brought up back in the, however many decades ago, but it was one of the first things. They would see eyes floating in the forest, watching them, these portals, the wolf, all sorts of shit. So I haven't heard anything about the portals yet, so I need to go back and, and re-watch some of the, some of the episodes, um, but I didn't watch any of season um, three, so, or two. Two, yeah. I only I saw just, the one, and then I was watching like interviews with Dragon interviews with Travis and it's like a lot of things now including some of the guests that they have as specialists on the show things are all kind of starting to point towards portals Hmm. like as a legit research thing (laughs) which is crazy to think about like it's they're 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 actually kind of saying these these might be portals like legit 
Wow. <laughs> There's so many things we don't know. Yep. It's very bizarre. All right, well, we're at 47 minutes, so I think we'll wrap it up. If there's more to talk about, we'll talk about it next week. Sounds like a plan. I'm sure I'll find a whole bunch more by then. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you spending uh, 48 minutes with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. See you later.